I'd like to welcome Adam Kent to the Sea Trade Maritime podcast to talk about the shipbuilding market. Looking at shipbuilding demand and supply, what is the space availability like over the next couple of years at the yards? I think that's a good question that a lot of people are, are sort of asking themselves, given various reports coming from parts of the industry that the yards are full. And I think that certainly is the case. I think if you're looking to order a large container ship or a, an LNG carrier or a large tanker, a sort of a top tier Korean yards, you're not going to find any gaps both this year in 2023 or, or in 2024. You're really going to be looking out to 2025 and beyond if you want to uh, order one of those yards. I think 2023 this year in general, output is scheduled to be a lot higher than it was in 2022. So we do expect to see some slippage from this year into next year. You know, when you start looking at the numbers and drilling down into the data, it's very much on a sector basis, but also on a yard basis. There are around 150 yards that have been ordered in 2022. That means there's around 400 shipyards in the world that haven't taken an order from 2021 for the last 10 years. So basically, there's about 400 yards that haven't taken an order in 2022. Those order books are going to be drying up quite quickly if the yard is still in gainful employment. For example, we know that there's a lot of tier two yards in China that specialize in building dry bulk yards that are currently sitting on nothing on their order books or about to deliver their last ship in 2023. And on the flip side, if you compare that to someone like Nax in China, you'll find that their order book is full until 2027. At a big, broad picture, the yards are full, big yards, the tier one yards. But once you sort of get under the surface, if you did want to order, say, a handy-sized bulker, there's still plenty of opportunity to do so. You may just have to go to a tier two yard potentially in China. Okay, so quite a big difference then between the really big yards and sort of name players and the sort of smaller to mid sized yards and also the sort of vessels you're ordering. I think overall we saw significantly low ordering in 2022, perhaps excluding the LNG sector. Uh, what's the outlook in terms of orders like for 2023? Yes, you're right. I mean, last year we saw the order book peak based on our analysis in about June 2022. The order book is already coming off. There's um, more ships being delivered than there are being contracted. And we expect to see contracting over the course of this year significantly down on 2022 levels. 2022 was fundamentally driven, as you say, by LNG contracts and the container ship contracting bandwagon went on a lot longer than we'd anticipated last year and that helped buoy the order book higher and for further than we'd initially anticipated. We don't see many container ships being ordered this year in 2023. There will be a few more LNG associated with new trains, new plants coming on stream. We've already heard from Plarman that the dry bulk industry is not looking particularly favourable in 2023, and we don't think that will obviously have an impact on, on new orders. And so far, although the, the tanker industry has, has sort of been riding high at the back end of last year and into this year, that hasn't been enough to cause a catalyst for owners to go out and start ordering huge waves of tonnage. 
So, you know, when you break it down on a sector by sector basis, we've either seen lots of orders or the emphasis to order isn't currently there. So we expect orders to be significantly down this year. Uh, we do expect orders, if we sort of look out into the middle of the decade, to start creeping up again. But this year we do expect to see as the sort of low watermark in terms of contracting volumes for, for the last few years. Okay, so it's going to be, on that front, it's going to be a fairly tough year for the yards in terms of bringing in new orders. I think one of the things we, we see happening here is, um, you know, this sort of shift to alternative fuels and a lot of the orders placed in 2022 had some type of alternative fuel, or at least be ready for them. Is it like positive or negative for the yards in the sense that it can create new demand because owners want vessels with alternative fuels, but also it creates uncertainty because no one really quite knows what those alternative fuels are going to be, so they're holding off ordering. Yeah, and I think I think that that's a very good point, and I think that's sort of the, the pattern of orders that we've seen within the industry over the last couple of years have sort of emphasised that point. Where we've seen orders have been either for ships, that are transporting manufactured goods, either containerized goods or card carriers, or they've been for vessels that can burn and utilize the cargo on board for bunkers, so LNG and LPG. And that's really where we've seen the focus of contracting with the containers and the card carriers, sort of transporting manufactured goods, so there's pressure from end consumers in those sectors to do something even if it's not going to zero carbon, it's, it's lower carbon fuels. So uh, we've seen pressure there from end consumers and the container industry has taken that on board and so have the car carry industry. Uh, I think when it comes to tankers and bulkers, you don't necessarily have the same end consumer pressure you've seen in the manufactured goods sectors. And we know for sure that this is preventing certainly speculative ordering as owners aren't entirely sure whether they should be ordering dual fuel methanol dual fuel lng uh, ammonia ready vessels uh, we know that a lot of owners are sort of keeping their powder dry for the time being and don't necessarily want to be that sort of the first mover within this space and would rather sort of wait two or three years until there's perhaps a little bit more certainty in and around the fuels and some of the sort of more landside infrastructure has developed in terms of being able to, to service the vessels with the bunkers and these alternative fuels. So I think until we see perhaps a little bit more clarity, until we see more of the dual fuel vessels on the container ship sector on the water uh, and the yards have sort of have proven that, that these vessels can be built operationally, there's, there aren't any issues and there's the fuel in place. We expect to see dry bulk and tanker ordering sort of remain at relatively low, benign levels for the next couple of years. Okay, so it does have a sort of negative impact then. I just want to ask one last question, which relates to a development we've been following quite closely on Sea Trip Maritime News, and that is the IMI yard that's being built in Saudi. I was just wondering, when do you see that development, because it's really quite large, having started to actually have an impact on the market? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting development. And uh, as you say, it's a, it's a, it's a large facility that uh, is being built up in Saudi Arabia. I think there's a couple of things. What, one, it is a large facility, but uh, I think they're only talking, you know, if we're talking about 
merchant shipping, potentially only having the capability to build around three or four VLCCs per year. And realistically, that's not going to move the needle. What it will do is just provide a, a further capacity more broadly. And we, we do think that we are actually going to need more capacity as we move out towards 2030. And there's going to be a requirement to order a lot more bulkers, containers, as much as uh, sort of the evolution to new dual fuel, alternative fuels, but also just uh, in terms of replacement demand, given that the, the age of those fleets by 2030, they'll be significantly older, given a lot of the vessels that are on the water were built or ordered during the boom during 2002 to 2008. So the, the IMIRs will certainly help with that increase in capacity then. I think where the backyard will succeed versus a lot of the other sort of new yards that have tried to set up in places like Russia, India, Brazil over the course of the last decade is the fact that they have a, a lot of strong partnerships and investments with people like HHI and Lamprell, and also that Bari themselves, who are a partner in the yards, have committed to ordering ships at the yard. So that, that's going to instantly give them a track record, instantly give them cash flow, whereas other yards, that are sort of new yards that have tried to sort of muscle in on the space that are, is firmly filled by China, Korea and Japan, where other yards haven't been able to succeed. Oh, 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 oh